1: What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily for March 21st, 2023. Andy Cortez, it's Tuesday, big dog. It's raining here in sunny San Francisco, and you and I are at the table for all things video game news. How are you feeling today?
2: It's perfect GDC weather right now, Mike. GDC
1: weather. That's what you're going to call it. Okay.
2: I I mean, it's just gross. Like, Come on. Gross. like like it's just i just feel bad for all the out of towners coming in here They okay, okay. want yeah, a good yeah, yeah. time they want to you know see some games and talk to folks and really it's just it's just gross so and wet So it's bad outside.
1: GDC weather all these awesome game developers they just serve a little sunshine in their exactly, life a little Exactly A sunshine Mike yeah. yeah yeah but i do like the rain Andy i'm not going to lie to you why? i do like the rain Really why cuz you know since i've moved here we've had some nice sunny days we haven't had much rain and maybe you'll fire back and be like, Mike, we had two weeks of that's rain. That's crazy like, to say it, that. In, 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 <laughs> in, in five months that I've been here, it's rained maybe a grand total of 20 days maximum. Break down the numbers for me on that one. That's less than like an eighth. That's I, nothing.
2: I don't. I think you're just throwing out a number and assuming you're <laughs> right. And you're not I'm right. I'm saying it. I'm saying it right <laughs> then and there. But
1: Andy, it's exciting to be back at the table with you. Of course, you bring up GDC. We went to the mix
2: last night. Sure did. You went
1: to a fun after party afterwards. Sure Why don't did. you tell me a little about that? What games did you see? What dope people did you see? What kind of fun did you have?
2: I got to see Khalif, and it was great. Yeah. A big old hug. Number one. Um, I mean, the mix is just is really neat, right? And that was my mm-hmm. first time ever going because I'm always the guy that last minute I'm at home, and I'm like, I do the, Mike's not going to be making it tonight. You know, I just mm-hmm. do that thing. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. you just get comfy. You yeah, don't want exactly. to really, you don't want to leave your your um, domicile, your the moment, private domicile. The you know.
1: moment you get horizontal is what I call oh, it.
2: It's over. It's rough.
1: You put me horizontal on the couch. Guess what? I'm sending that text message You're
2: out. never getting back. Never getting <laughs> me back there. But yeah, this year was my first year actually of attending a late night event, which is really neat um, for GDC. Uh, because we've gone to appointments in the past. You know, when I first got hired here before COVID hit we had several appointments. I was just kind of talking with Greg about. Remember in 2018, you and I went to go play Control, like downtown at some random hotel suite. You know where um, where Remedy was sort of stationed at. Um, last night was neat, though. Yeah, last night was cool seeing a lot of people that we got to show off here on our kind of course, funny of game showcase. Yep. We got to see a lot of them last night as well, showing off their games in front of a lot of people. Um, it was really awesome seeing. People waiting in line to play cool games and experience new things. Um, a lot of neat titles last night. I think my game of the show, by far, Viewfinder. Oh, man, that was freaky deaky right there. That's a good game. Viewfinder is a game that we saw at one point in some presentation, and immediately we go, oh, that's kind of like Superliminal. It reminds us of the game Superliminal, where you grab a little you grab a, a a can in the room and then you move it and suddenly you change the perspective and now that can is gigantic yeah. because of where it is placed or whatever. Um, Viewfinder is one of those games that just has to be experienced in order to understand that it's real. It's one of those games that is just immediately impressive and when you watch the trailers, there's just no goddamn way it practically works. There's no way that it, you can actually do that in the game. And it does, and it is the most impressive shit ever. Um, I am so blown away by this game. I'm normally not a big puzzle strategy guy, but this game immediately like hooked me, and I'm like, this is one that I need to play when it comes out. Viewfinder is its name, and god damn, that's my game of the show right there, Mike.
1: Yeah, that's a good one right there. For me, it was Sulphur. Me, Barrett, and Roger played this game, and it is a ton of fun. It played is- it as well. Counter-Strike meets Diablo inventory system meets a roguelike And, oh, man, is it fun. The shooting controls are tight. I like the animation. I like the art style. It is very cute and fun, but also very violent. Like, a lot of blood on the screen. Gunplay was a ton of fun, and I really enjoyed running through my run, grabbing different guns than what Baird and Roger grabbed and picked up. Four dudes making this. Just four dudes that were drinking beer and said, we could do that, let's make a game together. And now they're making something that... I think it's a ton of fun to play, and I really look forward to the release of this one. So keep sulfur on your mind as well. Very cult of the Lambish, yes, right? Yes, yes.
2: Adorable, but still insanely, you mm-hmm. know, uh, gory, and uh, yeah, really tight kind of uh, shooting mechanics. I think they're using like the exact like they basically just wanted to mirror what CS:GO feels like in Source yeah. Engine, and yeah, it feels awesome to play. Uh, feels super smooth. Also, that laptop, I had to ask that dude. I was like, "Hey, I'm loving the game." By the way, off topic what the hell is this laptop? This is amazing. And he was like, oh, it's a custom made thing that I had back in wherever. Be. He's from some, uh, he was from Europe somewhere. Yeah. he said he had a custom-made. I was blown away by the laptop. Baird, did you like that laptop? It was a good laptop, man. And he's got good I eyes for the notice. laptops. Oh, really? It. it was really, really good. You, you Were you just blasted by that point, Baird? What's that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> why, why do I always have to be fucking blasted at events, dude? I don't
2: know. You, you. I just remember Baird vomiting on the way home for New Year's. It was great. Solid great right that. there. That That's, was Halloween. Oh, that was
1: Halloween? Yeah,
3: that was Halloween. Well,
1: make yeah. sure you party hard always. Of course, GDC is in town in San Francisco. We, of course, hosted a fun GDC stream yesterday on kind of funny you can find that on youtube.com slash kind of funny games of course go check out the twitch vod if you'd like as well but 14 developers seven hours a ton of fun a lot of games do you have one that stands out to you from yesterday
2: um it's probably luna abyss solid game yeah it's a great game right luna abyss was one that i was already looking forward to and we got to finally see it in action and luna abyss um just really kind of freaky First person shooter, very retur- massive returnal vibes, mm-hmm. weird environment, sort of cosmic horror is what they're going for. Um, and also, uh, really neat, uh, kind of nicely accessible, where you can just shoot stuff like normal, but if you hold right click, you lock on. Okay. Um, which is a kind of a neat mechanic for people who don't necessarily uh, want to be insanely accurate and kind of sweat through that. Um, yeah, I just think it had a really cool vibe, cool visual look mm. to it neat aesthetics, and just, like, this eerie sort of tone in it. Uh, Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to Luna Abyss. How about you?
1: I like that. Uh, For me, of course, it's undisputed, right? It's time to finally return to boxing in video games. It is really, really good. It's out on Game Preview right now on Steam. I've already purchased Mm. it and played it quite some time, and so I beat up on Greg yesterday. But, man, oh, man, it is great to have boxing back in video games. And what this team is doing is... Almost triple A quality. I mean, it is right up there. They have the presentation. They got the gameplay. It feels good to play. And most importantly, they got the fighters. They got Canelo right there. (laughs) Look at that. Surprisingly, this guy and his small team are pulling together fighters and, like, getting big names, right? Muhammad Ali is in this. Roy Jones Jr. is in this. They even brought up of, like, the fighters were getting behind this and getting behind the message of, like, let's do this. Roy Jones said, nope. That doesn't look like me or play like me. I'll be there and suited it up and actually did no the in-game motions for it. So That's that was awesome. really, really dope. That's awesome. Uh, one of the GOATs. And then, of course, on top of that, Ra-Ra-Boom. If you didn't see Ra-Ra-Boom, that is the four-player beat-em-up. Uh, it's mm. really, really cool with the lane system style. So you really know where you're looking, where you're fighting. And also, it has ranged attacks, which I thought was really cool. So this is four badass women uh in the video game that you'll control and play i think this has got something that will grab us for a fun little co-op session right here so keep an eye out for rah rah boom
2: we saw you showing this one off and i walked to tim and i said i want to go thank these devs for letting you move vertically really quickly (laughs) i like that (laughs) game." exactly
1: but of course gdc is here we had a great live stream 14 games awesome time you can go check that out but We got to jump into the news because this is kind of funny games daily. Of course, stories include today layoffs at Twitch, a brand new Lego game and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 AM West coast, best coast time live here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you to the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash games, or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for games daily. Remember... You can use our epic creator code, Kind of Funny, on all Epic Games purchases in the Epic Games Store, just like Rocket League, Fortnite, or even Fall Guys if you're still running around with those fun jelly beans to help support the team in a brand new way. Of course, you can be part of the show. You can head on over to KindOfFunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, comments, concerns, squad ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash Kind of Funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content some housekeeping news for you yesterday was the kind of funny Games showcase gdc edition stream if you've missed it the full stream is up now over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games of course we want to thank those who support us over on patreon thank you to our patreon producers for the month of march tripod double plus 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 i just like throwing pluses on there you know what i mean i don't know who tripod plus plus is maybe it's an actual tripod company that's selling that or maybe it's a human being throw four more on there my plus, plus 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 <laughs> plus plus and of you. course delaney twin delaney twinning thank you all so twining. much twining Sometimes I'm, I'm up and down. No, on it's because
2: it's because forever. Nick and Greg and uh, Tim were saying mm. it, we're saying twinning the whole mm-hmm. time. I think it's because we it
1: added way. so many pluses. So now I'm just I'm throwing things.
2: All over. You're all over the battlefield. I'm all over, right the,
1: I'm <laughs> all over the board right now today, folks. <laughs> it's going to be a fun kind of funny games daily. Of course, today we are brought to you by Honey. But me and the team will tell you all about that in just a little bit. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today.
3: A bigger dozen.
1: Story number one. It's fitting with the rain and the somber day. Twitch lays off hundreds of employees. This is coming from Nicole Carpenter at Polygon. The story reads... More than 400 Twitch workers were impacted by Amazon's expansive layoffs announced Monday. According to a memo from new Twitch CEO Dan Clancy, the company cut 9,000 jobs total across its Amazon web services, human resources, Twitch, and advertising divisions. News of layoffs comes comes days after former Twitch CEO Emmett Shear stepped down from that role. Twitch employees were not told if they were impacted ahead of the announcement. They still don't know and will hear, quote, no later than early next week, end quote, according to an email from Clancy reviewed by Polygon. Two workers speaking anonymously confirmed this to Polygon. One said Amazon CEO Andy Jesses uh, updated on the layoffs caused confusing among staff. Quote, I'm disappointed to share the news this way before we're able to communicate directly to those who will be impacted, but it's important for you to hear directly from me confirming this difficult news, Clancy wrote on an email to staff. Clancy's public memo. Blamed, Clancy's public memo blamed the layoff on quote the current macroeconomic environment, end quote, saying users and review uh, and revenue growth did not meet expectations in order to run our business sustainably. We've made the very difficult decision to shrink the size of our workforce. Clancy said, Andy, you're in all things in the know on Twitch. Of course, our hearts go out only positive vibes to those who were affected over at Twitch. And of course, across Amazon with these layoffs.
2: But what
1: are your thoughts coming out of this hearing that?
2: I think the worst part is that there's just a lot of people in limbo right now, not knowing their future. I think that's like the most worrisome part of it. You just think about how that affects people personally. You know that there are people that moved across the country to come get this job. Mm -hmm. There are people that left their families and uh, they left their parents back home or they left their whoever back home to come over here to get the dream job that they wanted. And now they don't know if they're going to have a job or not. And for the next coming, who knows how long until the actual... Announcement happens where they get that email that says, "Hey, you're no longer going to be working here anymore, and that's massively sad like that's and also super irresponsible, I think like i I know that they're you know he's letting these people know, Hey, this isn't the way we wanted you all to know whenever this happens, Mike, it always reminds me of like when an athlete finds out he's been released via Twitter mm-hmm. before he got notification from the team, you know it's always uh it's always a massive bummer. Layoffs are always uh super sad, and especially you mentioned on the, on a rainy day like today like just an, an extra little thing to kind of make today even shittier um I just don't understand how irresponsible the staff can be in order to like all over Twitter you've been seeing the numbers, the revenues that they've been posting year after year right and they've been there have been massive gains. We don't know what the profits are there, but what are they spending money on like i think that's the biggest question is what why are these layoffs required this many people for a company that seems to keep on gaining revenue again the the profit's question is still there but where else are these cuts going to come from like aside from these 400 employees Twitch partners like myself and like yourself are already getting 50% of our profit taken away from Mm -hmm, us. mm -hmm. Where else can they chip away at this? And like, I, I just kind of, I'm sure more and more will come out about this and we'll get more information as to what the financials are, but just kind of throwing out the buzzwords of the macroeconomic and you know, all that sort of stuff. It's just mumbo jumbo. That doesn't, help anybody that doesn't make anybody feel any better you know so it's always a bummer i hope that uh, our good friend of ours in the chat risk runner who's a twitch employee he's in chat wondering am i gonna have a fucking job in the next week or so yeah and that's that's always sad and we have a lot of friends that work at twitch as well so our hearts go out to them we we hope you keep your job and if not we hope you can kind of rebound quickly
1: yeah truly and honestly right you and i have Built a community, built our lives around Twitch, right? Even here at Kind of Funny Games, we, li- we live stream to Twitch every single day. And so it is something so important to us. And the staff members have become friends and family. And you see people succeed and grow and get to live out their dreams. And it's heartbreaking to find out that they might find out that their job has now been let go off of a memo or off of a tweet, like you said, right? Like you got to do better as a management side of things. And of course, this is another one adding to the list of Layoffs that we've seen, right? We saw a big pop during COVID, people at home spending going through the roof on certain things like Twitch and advertisement. And then, of course, now everybody's going back and we're starting to see the level out here. And all of a sudden, layoffs are happening because big growth happened and now they may be falling back into where they needed to be. And it is sad to see all that. Of course, you and I aren't on the business side to look at the books and the numbers to go, oh, yeah, this was the right or wrong decision. But it is heartbreaking when you handle it in such a way like this, right?
2: And I do know that a uh, former uh, co-founder or co-founder and, and Emmett Shear, who the former CEO who just left mentioned in his sort of going away letter that, you know, I, again, he posted this two days prior to this news of the layoffs, but he did mention, I want to, I, I have a new, I want to spend time with my kids. I want to spend time with my family, but I do wonder how much of that is also sort of interwoven with this layoff story um, is uh, who's like the major person at fault here because I just think that this is kind of like it's it it almost feels like malpractice (laughs) like how can we be this bad at how can any of these companies be this bad at spending and running a business when you are constantly laying people off even though the numbers keep on going up and we see that all across the board in the industry every Every quarterly reports we see um people on the internet talking about um games companies and developers and publishers saying, Oh, profits had never been higher a month later, more layoffs. It's like, yeah. Okay, well something's not working here. What what's actually happening here, you know? Yeah.
1: So our hearts go out, especially to our friends and everybody out there over at Twitch and, of course, across Amazon, right? People are losing their jobs, and it's always sad to see and hear. So nothing but the best. Hopefully you land on your feet if you were let go or you find out you'll let go next week, you know, which is insane to think about. But let's jump into story number two. EA is delisting Mirror's Edge, Battlefield, and more coming from the EA blog. As we close in on 15 years since the release of Battlefield 1943 and Bad Company 1 and 2 and Mirror's Edge, we are announcing that their journey is coming to an end. Starting April 28, 2023, Battlefield 1943, Battlefield Bad Company 1 and 2 and Mirror's Edge will be removed from digital storefronts and you will no longer be able to purchase them. This is in preparation for the retirement of the online services for these titles, which will happen on December 8th, 2023 for bad company one and two and mirrors edge. You you can still continue playing them and use their respective offline features, such as single player campaign. You can also read our FAQ and service updates for further information on the retirement of these online services. While these titles hold a special place in our hearts, we're now looking forward to creating new memories alongside you as we shift our focus towards our current and future Battlefield experiences.
2: Gerard, the completionist, let's get on it. This dude buy saw those. it. He was like, get ready is right. <laughs> you got to buy these two, Gerard.
1: <laughs> uh, man, Andy, uh, another one. Of course, we talk about this, right? Pres- preserving video game history and like making sure that people in the future can still play these titles. Another one coming off the storefront, and here it is—the moment where it's like you got to get these games, hold on to them, make sure you have them in your queue, download them if you want, because they're gone with the wind.
2: I and I still don't fully understand the the reasoning behind it. Like I understand taking a game off of, I understand taking a game servers down, a uh, servers down, mm-hmm. right? You know, no longer you can no longer play multiplayer online. You can no longer do matchmaking. That stuff makes sense to me for older titles, right? That's there's a lot of like upkeep to keep these servers going. That's money that they're losing right there. Take those servers down. I've never quite understood the purpose of delisting games. Um I don't really know what it solves. <laughs> I I don't know what it uh, it doesn't really in my mind hurt a company to have a title just be available to purchase. Um but yeah, these are titles that I don't necessarily you know, I've never really had a huge history with any of these titles. I've never been a massive uh, Battlefield fan. And I know Blessing loves Mirror's Edge, but that mm-hmm. title didn't really quite hit with me either. Um, but yeah, get them, I guess, as quickly as you can. I, it'll be gone. So rest in peace.
1: Yeah, one of those, I mean, Battlefield 1943, by all accounts to me, that is a multiplayer-only game. Somebody could correct me in you're wrong, but, like, that game always was you got online, you just started playing against others, so that's time to go, right? It's 15 years, it's a long time. But Mirror's Edge, battle, Bad Company 1 and 2, why not continue selling those, right? Even if they're $5 on a storefront, what is the reasoning for taking those off the storefront? I mean, of course, you can write on the FAQ or even in the game notes, hey, no online services will be with this game. Enjoy the single player. But I think I don't know many people that are looking at a 15-year-old game going, we're going to go have some great multiplayer matches in this. Yeah. I think most people are like, I'm going to jump into Mirror's Edge and enjoy this single-player campaign.
2: Yeah, especially when we think about a game like Dead Space being remade. And uh, for all accounts, Dead Space is still purchasable, the original one. And so a game like Mirror's Edge, which is largely a single-player video game, that's another title unless they're... Unless they're prepping some sort of remake, Mike. Yeah. But I don't really see the purpose of taking it down either. Well, kind of odd to me.
1: Yeah, another one. It's so interesting. You talk about Gerard the Completionist in that big YouTube video, right? When it's now putting it out to a lot of people. Greg has always preached about video game and the video game historians that there are talking about preserving these games and finding a way to play them. We talk about physical games and now everything's moving to digital and what happens in between now with games being taken off. So another... Four titles there that, if you want them, you better go get a hold of them right away and hold on to them tightly, because they might not be around anymore. So, uh, a sad one there. Mirror's Edge, Bad bad Company 1, two Great titles. Really? Yeah. Oh, Great yeah. Game. Great time. A really fun
3: campaigns. Yeah, awesome the, multiplayer.
1: Those are really special ones in the Battlefield lineage when you look back on it. Of course, Bring everybody look at Battlefield 4. You know, everybody loves that one. But those are really, really special.
2: I, I know ones. that whenever... You know, games like the most recent Battlefields have come out and people sort of just clamor for, L- just do bad company again. What are we doing? Yes, you know? <laughs> exactly. It's right.
1: Give us a good story. It's right. Uh, let's jump into story number three. Lego and 2K will officially reveal a new driving game this week coming from Tom Ivan at VGC. Lego and 2K will officially reveal a new driving game on March 23rd, just two days away, following a series of leaks, the plan was confirmed with a teaser posted on LEGO's Twitter account on Monday. Last year, VGC exclusively reported that 2K had signed a new multi game partnership with LEGO. 2K's LEGO sports line will include a racing game in development at Visual Concepts and a football slash soccer game developed by UK based Sumo Digital. Sources with knowledge of its plans revealed. The racing game will reportedly be called Lego 2K Drive. A third Lego sports title is also in development, uh based on major sports major on a major sports franchise, VGCs sources said. WWE and NBA games publisher 2K was understood to be looking to expand its sports offering and saw targeting younger players as one way to do this, it was claimed. One source also suggested that the Lego sports games could include guest characters from some of the Troy, toy brands, popular crossover licenses, such as Marvel, Harry Potter, and DC. So Andy, I'm really excited about this. It's something we've talked about on the XCast and an OKFGD, of course, expanding the Lego universe, getting some Lego sports games. Sounds like a ton of fun. We start with a kart racer and let me take you back to 1999. Andy, I don't know if you know about because this one, but shout out to lego racers from high voltage studios back in 1999 on the n64 man oh man you loaded it up you made your little cute minifigure you have like four you, player
2: co-op You're like, uh-huh oh. you
1: made you made your own little car you built it you oh, built great. your own little lego car and you raced that thing and that was my mario kart back then and then it was so much fun bro
2: what were now? Were you the only one playing it? Correct. correct. <laughs> okay, gotcha. you. No, correct. It was, uh, uh,
3: you know, I was I was back there in uh, nineteen ninety nine playing this as well, Mike.
2: Yes. So. No, but yeah. I mean, like on Mike's w- uh, with Mike was oh, he the only yeah, one? Yeah,
3: I, it? I was the only one playing. It. I was the only one playing. There, there was it,
2: nobody else there to do four player. Co-op. But I
1: mean, shout out to just such a, a great game back then, and so it's exciting to see this. Of course, the cart racer. World, to me, is tough right now, right? Because Mario Kart dominates it. We saw Crash Team Racing coming back into the fold. Not really to be heard Pop, of again. Sonic, <laughs> Garfield had a racing game. Who could forget? Remember, Fox had that racing game as well. That came to mobile only as Fox well. Fox News? Didn't they have like King of the Hill and Family Guy in a racing game recently? Yeah,
3: you're right, you're right. Yeah, Dr. yeah. Carlson and so there, it's too. like,
1: <laughs> it's like, what's up with this game? But I am excited to see Lego. With a racing game.
2: I will say the title, Lego 2K Drive, yeah. seems a little too uptight to me. I don't like that. that. That seems like like I'm getting the Formula One fucking, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a Formula One racer, like uh, Lewis Hamilton or some shit like that. I like, I'm, it, it seems like not fun enough. It seems like they're trying to go a little bit too professional with yeah. a name like 2K Drive. That seems like, I don't know, kind of really hoity-toity. Um,
3: and it's a Lego game. <laughs> yeah,
2: I just need it to be like more silly, I guess. But I, again, we haven't seen the gameplay, so I just want to be able to crash shit. I think one of my bigger issues with Forza was, uh, you know, I had a blast with Forza, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I just wish that the physics and the gravity stuff was taken a lot less serious. Okay. Because I wanted to hit the corner of my car off something and flip a shit ton of mm. time. Okay. You know, like it, you always kind of felt really grounded. Right. Mm. And I think that was to kind of help you out as a driver. So you don't get too off course and kind yeah. of like mess up. But I still always, I'm still yearning for the days of San Francisco rush yes. and having those crazy stunt parks and everything like that. That's what I want. So I'd love to be able to like, just, absolutely destroy the shit out of a little Lego car and have it just splatter all over the place and all the pieces go everywhere.
1: I mean, of course the chat is calling it out. We got to give a big shout to Forza horizon four that had Lego speed champions. And that Mm. was really, really great because it was your actual Forza car in a Lego world. And you could hit the sick drifts and like hit some of the cacti that were made out of Legos and they would pop little Lego things. That was really, really cool. And so I do hope That we of course have a breakable brickable world around us but like you said right what if the cars explode and all the lego pieces fall apart but you got to have a customizable minifigure you got to have a customizable card like i what was so special in 1999 was you literally just, it was a little board and you can put whatever pieces you want. You can build as big and dumb as you want, make it as slick and cool as you want. So I really expect them to go all out with this because when you think of Lego, you think of endless opportunities to create oh, any yeah. way you want. And so you got to nail that if it is too buttoned up, like you said, like 2 K's bringing with this title then you're going to miss out on the fun. So really it sounds more motorsport and that. less
2: horizon for me.
1: Oh, um,
2: the, uh, Mike, how much like virtual currency you think you're planning on spending on this? In Lego? Yeah.
1: I mean, I'll buy all the bricks. Yeah,
2: you <laughs> give I'll me all the, all the bricks. bricks. I'll drop 50 pieces to, to get my car up to an 81 overall. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh. Oh, should we talk about that? Yeah. Should we be worried about 2K Absolutely. and the transaction problems? Because-, because they're targeting kids. <laughs> NBA 2K, I'll never forgive you. And We've talked about this many of times. What you did with NBA 2K, my player is un- unacceptable. Unacceptable. That's unreasonable what they do over there. And if they do that with the kids, that's wild. When will, the, when will that
2: game ever feel good to play online? Will it ever? Never. Will it never. ever feel like a modern video game? Never.
1: Never. It's meant for couch co-op, couch competitive co-op where you and I are on the same TV in the same console or else it will never feel good playing NBA
2: 2K. You pump fake are, and are, I are run by 20 where, feet that way.
3: Are we in a spot where Nintendo games run better online than NBA 2K? 100%. That's insane. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: It is
1: unfortunate. Yeah. Andy, you bring up a good one with the microtransactions and now the worry of that and what that could be, they got to start taking the path of no, all the games content is in the game. You give us $60, just go unlock it there. Right. You got to start getting away from that. And they've really found a great business with that, with NBA 2K and what they do with all the monetization tactics. So be interesting to see i'm really looking forward to the soccer slash football one i think that is a global audience i think that can be a ton of fun i can only imagine what we wanted out of mario strikers but with legos come on that could be a ton of fun you slide tackle your lego opponent they break off in half right
3: create your little lego guy oh my gosh yeah Yeah. some workable online
1: i am looking forward to that so let's talk about the final one what do you want that third title to be do you want it to be wrestling? Do you want it to be basketball? What what do you want them to go with that? Um, if you had a third I mean, sport. I,
2: I I think I think there's a market for a wrestling game that isn't as kind of professional looking as normal WWE 2K. Like I think that there's a market for a sillier title that plays and looks more like the old school. THQ titles, where the, obviously your wrestlers are super silly mm-hmm. looking and their uh, proportions aren't right. You'd be Lego proportion, obviously. <laughs> you wouldn't be like fucking Bionicle proportioned. Um, but I think that there's a space for a more silly, popular wrestling game because okay. we've seen smaller titles like Fire Pro do it, uh, but obviously you don't have any of the WWE licensing, and I mm. think it'd be really cool to see a, a sillier approach to it. You don't
1: like WWE Battlegrounds? I mean remember when they did uh, NBA, no, no. you know, Home Court or whatever. It was that other one they did. Those are
2: the weirdest looking avatars they've ever made. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why instead of that game, why didn't they make the characters just look like Fortnite characters? Mm. Why yes. didn't they just make them stylize in that way instead of whatever the hell that they did with Battlegrounds? That, that shit looked weird.
1: Yeah, they tried to make an NBA Jam game. I'm trying to remember what they called the NBA game. NBA and Playgrounds. NBA Playgrounds, and those were awful. Those played so poorly. Really? I was so disappointed because we've talked about it, right? Bring back NBA Street. Bring back NFL Street. Find a way to make NBA Jam fun again. And they had the formula. They got the license with NBA, of course, thanks to NBA 2K. Make something cool and they brought out a two v2 basketball game that just sucked. Yeah. It was
2: just dead in the water right there. I I guess when I think about it, Mike, I like um the the main component I'm looking for is what sport could work whenever Legos blast apart, right? Mm, When you play Lego Star Wars and you kill an enemy and you see the like that's like the main component. How do you make that a key component, right? We already brought that up with the driving game, crashing a car having the Lego splatter everywhere. I'm not really sure what sport does that. Is it bowling? When you hit a strike, the like panels, what other, yeah, yeah. what other sport could have, could utilize that as a function? That's a good you call. Dunk the ball or I don't know. You hit a grand slam and the bat, well, Shaq
1: could rip apart the whole entire basket. That would be kind of cool. true.
2: <laughs> but Shaq dope. would also be the same proportions as everybody else. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It'd be really weird. I
1: mean, what if we just go what everybody else wants Backyard sports, and we bring back the goat, Pablo Sanchez, Sanchez. as a minifig. That's a big deal. People would go, people would riot in the streets. If this team, (laughs) people would riot in the streets to get a hold of this. You hear that, everybody? Right there. Just so you know, if they said, yo, backyard
2: sports start barricading
1: the town. (laughs) It's Lego. And Pablo is here. It's an exclusive minifig if you buy the special edition. Okay, call me.
2: (laughs) All right, here's what I'm going to do later. When Trump gets arrested and there are riots in the streets, I'm going to say, Pablo, (laughs) this this is the result of Pablo.
3: (laughs) Mike really just says shit, man. (laughs) I'm
1: telling you, backyard sports is a big deal, and people love Pablo Sanchez. I I defy you to put put the poll up on Twitter, and I'll tell you, 80% plus will say we love Pablo. Okay. Put the poll up on Twitter. Of course... This has been kind of funny games daily. We are far from done, but we need to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Honey
0: for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. And thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. you wait a few seconds. You see the fun little dancing guy. Honey searches for coupons and it finds you the the best ones. And then you just watch the prices drop. We hear it kind of funny have been using honey for years, and it's helped us save thousands on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to just set and forget and Save, that's the best part. Honey doesn't just work on desktops, it works on your phone too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone, you save on the go. If you don't already have honey, you could be straight up missing out. You can get PayPal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda funny. That's joinhoney.com slash kinda funny. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Andy, really quick on the Lego. Somebody got me thinking. Somebody brought up Lego skateboarding. Do you remember the N64 game Razor Scooters? What if we made a Lego skateboarding game? That could be fun. Grind a rail. Rail explode. Why would you bring up scooters? Well, because Razor Scooters was just so much fun. What a great oh,
2: time that I was. Thought you, I thought you were going to like try to meld well, it I mean, or bring it in. I put to scooters
1: the- in, the, in the Lego game. Could we have a Lego Tony Hawk type title?
2: Just like an extreme sports sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. BMX. All that. um, Oh, Soaps. (laughs) Don't get me started with that. Let's jump into the news again. Bring out the tech decks.
1: (laughs) Story number four. XCOM's Jake Solomon is forming a new studio and likely won't make a turn-based game. This has come from Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Jake Solomon, the director of Marvel's Midnight Suns and the modern XCOM franchise, has revealed he intends to form his own studio after departing developer Firaxis this year. The designer also says he likely likely won't make another turn-based strategy game, as he currently feels like he doesn't have anything more to say in that area. Solomon announced his departure from 2K Studio, where he had worked for 23 years last month. At the time... It wasn't clear what the game's designer plans were. However, speaking on a new podcast of journalist Simon Parkman's um, My Perfect Console podcast, Solomon confirmed his intention to form a new company to work on a different kind of strategy game to what he's known for. Quote, after I made Midnight Suns, I looked at, okay, I'm going to make another turn based strategy game and I'm excited about that. And I found that I wasn't that excited about doing another turn-based strategy game. Not because the genre isn't amazing. It's where I've spent my life. But I felt like I didn't have anything more to say in that area, he said. So I started thinking, what would I do if I wasn't making this? If I wasn't making another turn-based strategy game at Firaxis. And I started to get excited. There are other things that excite me as a designer. And the idea of starting something new was really exciting to me. I realized as the company was changing, this was my opportunity to think about maybe I should make a change. If I'm ever going to do my own thing, which again, Sid, Sid Meyer had started multiple companies, and I thought to myself, if I'm going to ever start my own company, I feel like I can do this, do a whole new thing, and be completely in charge of it. And that is just too exciting for me. Dang. Well, shoot, yeah. Congratulations, dude. Go out there and kick butt. Let's talk about that. I mean, one of the best designers out there for the turn-based strategy games, going off to make something new. Andy, you've created a lot of stuff. What's that excitement level for you when you think of leaving something behind like that and creating something new?
2: I mean, it, it kind of just reminds me of of um, House Mark and Returnal, like leaving back, you know, leaving those sort of arcade roots while still bringing them into a much larger sort of project. Um, I I mean, more power to Jake Solomon. This is awesome as hell. For somebody who has known this his whole life, this is somebody that he he has breathed, eat, shit, and slept (laughs) turn-based games for his whole goddamn career Yeah, and now says, time for something new. I love that for him. I'm excited to see whatever he cooks up. I think that trying something new like that um, can likely be super invigorating for just the mental, you know? trying You know, instead of, going through that slodge and like, how, how can we reinvent this same genre? How can I bring something new to this genre? Instead of that, just go, I'm making something completely new. And I think that's really awesome. It kind of reminds me of uh, Neil Druckmann on the our Last of Us podcast mentioning, we are gonna, the next game we're gonna make is the thing that excites us the most. And that's what you should be making. You should be making the thing that's gonna excite you the most.
1: Yeah, it is really exciting to hear his excitement. Of course, looking back, right, XCOM, one of my favorites of all time. So well done. Marvel's Midnight Suns actually grew on me, right? We did a live sponsored stream on that, and I had to do some hours of prep work before that. And I was like, man, I really was not enjoying this game or, like, didn't think I would like this game with the card-based, turn-based strategy game. And when I played it for four hours, I was like, you know what? This is coming around, and you can see the DNA of what this guy has in all of these titles, right? And so the idea of him wanting to do something new excites me, right? But then I turn back and I go... Well, what's next? Because I loved XCOM. I wanted more XCOM. And I got Marvel's Midnight Suns. But then, of course, there's Gears Tactics out there for me as an Xbox fan. I've always wanted a Halo tactical game, right? Will I ever get one of those? And when you see one of the GOATs go, it's like, okay, well, who else is going to step up and make these great games like I've played before? So it is sad to see him move into a new genre. But also, what is he going to bring, right? Maybe he makes the lego extreme sports games oh
2: wow wow that would be crazy (laughs) bring back pablo everybody (laughs) um no i mean i i think that you'll likely still see the turn-based strategy stuff happening from for access i think that i i think in my opinion the only sort of new ground you can sort of look for in that genre is new ip and bringing bigger ips into that you know um Taking what XCOM was, putting a little bit of a spin with it, uh, putting a little spin on it with the card uh, sort of meta game in there, but then bringing in an IP like Marvel is pretty massive. That's where I sort of see the turn-based strategy going. Is like, what other big IPs can we get, and how can we implement what makes those IPs special into sort of the DNA of this game? But um, yeah, whatever he works on, that that's got to be really exciting for him to know yeah. that. I can leave that in the past, and that's my lineage, and that's kind of the career that I've built, but let's try something new. That's yeah, pretty exciting pretty as well. awesome.
1: Another big name out there right now. He's going to go off on his own. Will he create his own team? Will he get picked up by somebody? Now you're kind of in that process of, like, what is next, right? So that's another name on the board that we'll all keep our eyes on and say, where does he go? What does he do next? It will be
2: exciting to see. But best of luck to and, you, Jake. And- and I think more importantly, who does he hire? Like, Because whatever mm. this new studio that he's making, the, I, one of my favorite things, it, it kind of feels like sports free agency whenever you see like so-and-so went over there. And when, it, whenever we start seeing the big sort of names start shifting into different studios, yeah. I feel like it always happens. I feel like every other month there's a new blog post about Former Blizzard and Riot devs create a something-something game, you know, I or create a new studio. I'm I'm excited to see what sort of talent that he can bring from all walks of life, from all sorts of different people that he's met and known through the industry. Yeah.
1: Who's his big three? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Who's who he calling up? Like, yo, Kathy, I'm Mario doing Tomers. something. Get over here. Let's hang out. Rio. Uh, Rio. Uh, let's move on <laughs> to story number five. Respawn opens third studio to keep Apex Legends going. For 10 to 15 years, James Batchelor at gamesindustry.biz has the story. The ongoing popularity of Apex Legends has caused Respawn to open its third studio the company has announced. While the latest studio may contribute to other Respawn products in the future, the initial focus will be to support Apex Legends. Quote, producing content on the scale and pace Apex requires is no easy feat says Greg Wilson, Respawn Vice President and General Manager of Apex Franchise. So we are fu- so we are always working to bring more talent, more experience, more ideas, and more capabilities. To lead the new team, Respawn has hired Ryan Burnett as Studio Director for Wisconsin. Prior to his previous position at Epic Games as Director of Engine Producer, Burnett spent 14 years at Call of Duty Studio Raven Software, just one, of the major studios based in the area. Quote, Wisconsin is quickly becoming a central development hub here, he says. I've been here a long time working on FPS games, so we think there's really good, there's a really good hotbed of talent here we can pull from. The official announcement describes Respawn Wisconsin as being dedicated to live services development of Apex Legends, but Burnett is quick to stress that his branch is not some remote live ops department, it's an expansion of the core Apex development team working hand in hand with the studios in Los Angeles and Vancouver. He also says it's essential to helping the company maintain its cadence of new Apex Legends seasons every 90 days. Andy Cortez, you're my Apex guy. Okay. You know, I've fallen off. I had to retire my gloves cause I'm not good enough anymore. You hear this 10 to 15 years, brand new studio, pretty exciting stuff from respawn. They're always cooking up something special, but a new studio to continue to hit that cycle of 90 days, add more content. That's got to be
2: exciting, right? That's, I mean, that's great for the Apex crowd. That's kind of surprising to me, just based on, uh, I feel like the local, or not the local, but like, what we've kind of been hearing from the Apex community hasn't been super positive as of late. Okay. Um, And I think with them sort of sunsetting their, 3v3 mode, um, whatever that mode was called. The arena mode, the yeah. The arena wow. mode, yeah. Them sunsetting that and saying, let's try something else with Team Deathmatch and with a sort of ground control mode, you know, King of the Hill type mode. That, that's kind of shocking to me because right now it seems like they are in the experimental phase where maybe let's cook up some modes that don't require a large amount of work and a brand new studio with a brand new pool of employees is a large amount of work. I think it's really neat for uh, people to go move to Wisconsin, which is likely going to be a lot cheaper to work at. <laughs> uh, it, obviously, Wisconsin is not L.A., and it's not this hotbed of, you know, all the, all the access to, um, well, I mean, access to really high rent, you know. Um, and I feel like Wisconsin isn't the place that people n- wouldn't normally want to go move to initially. Yeah. But it's going to be a lot cheaper to work there. And if they're still doing remote and work from home, I think that's even better. This is surprising to me, honestly. I was pretty surprised when I first heard this news.
1: Yeah, I mean, you talk about Wisconsin. It's always exciting when we see the game, you know, game dev world be like, hey, we're announcing we're over here in North Carolina. Or now all of a sudden we're in the middle of nowhere, Texas. And like, it's a hotbed. It's like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like, that's exciting. Because to me, right, if Respawn called and they were like, yo. We're bringing you out to Wisconsin. We got a brand new studio. It's really exciting. I'm like, man, that's cool. I get to be with some of the best game developers around. Like, New City, probably going to be up and coming. It's going to be exciting. So, very yeah. interested on that. But shout-out to Respawn. Andy, a game that secretly released, right? We're talking about one of the just like, hey, Stealth Drop. Here's Apex Legends. Respawn has continued to grow and show that they 100%. are a force, right? And it's really exciting what they've built off of Apex, of course, Titanfall. I see everybody in the chat going, give me Titanfall 3, but the focus clearly right now is Apex and Star Wars, right? And to add a third team to build on that live service game is very important, right? You and I talk about it all the time in this live service world, this online multiplayer games. You got to have the content. You got to deliver. And you are one of the big three, right? uh, Call of Duty, Fortnite, Apex. Those are the big three right now in the battle Royale genre. And you have to continue to bring new stuff to your player base, right? You talked about arenas, sunsetting, trying new things. I totally agree with you. I think they are in that phase of we've been around for quite some time. What's next. How do we continue to improve? Because is the battle Royale genre kind of losing its luster? Is it going to start to decline in the next five years? Yeah. And we need to have something new. Apex legends is still going to be a massive franchise. Will you pick that up and do a team arena with that? Will there be a new first-person shooter genre that we've never seen before that this team maybe can create? But adding a support team, I think, goes a long way. We saw it with Halo, right? The moment you get behind the eight ball, the audience gets uptight, the audience will leave and go find a new game, and it is tough to pull them back and get them to commit to your game. So as long as you keep that content going, you're you're winning right now. Excited to see what they
2: could do to innovate and kind of, you know, try to regain momentum because apex for a while seemed like the game that everybody went to when warzone was having its issues yeah when warzone released the map that players weren't happy with a lot of players defected to apex i think the number one way to improve it mike make it easier for me
1: make the game easier yeah
2: put me in easier lobbies
1: I agree with that. Then I I,
2: think it'd be a 10 out of 10. (laughs) Best battle royale ever.
1: You and I have played so much Apex Legends, right? Like our hour counts are so high. Yeah. And it is so interesting because I think they see us as, oh, this is just a returning player. They have hours, right? And I'm sure there's systems in place of like, well, actually Andy hasn't played in the past two years. Like let's recalibrate him to a newbie. But I have never gone into Apex as a completely cold newbie since the launch of it, right? And I am wondering... What is the onboarding process? How do you get people excited to play this game? Because the moment you and I jump back into this, it is all hell is broken we're, loose. We're fucking it is
2: fried in seconds.
1: The toughest video game to play, <laughs> but also one of the most fun video games to play, right? You talk about the movement, you talk about the gunplay, the characters, the world, it's all there. It is a perfect mix for a great battle royale, but as returning players or new players, right? It is a tough hill to try to climb and really conquer and enjoy What is the onboarding process? Do they have that in place? How do you work with the team to say, what do we need to do, right? We've seen Fortnite implement those bot lobbies, right? We call them low-skilled players, but really, (laughs) they have figured it out of, hey, if you haven't played in a long time or if you're new here, we're really going to put the training wheels on. Apex, when you and I jump in, never feels like that. And granted, we probably have a higher count than most, but our count, but like, I also haven't played in three years. Why am I getting into those lobbies? Yeah. So it is a question. I would love to sit down with that team and go, what is the onboarding process? Who's my morale do do that? a little bit? Pick him up a little bit. I he feel needs better, that. Bro. <laughs> he needs that. Pick him up a little bit. That's right. But yeah, shout out to Respawn for continuing to kill it. Uh, new studio, very exciting stuff. And to work hand in hand, right? This isn't just some support team. Like they said, we're here to work. We're here to bring it. I think that's going to be a ton of fun. I 100%. look forward to it. Let's go to our final story of the day. Story number six. Crash Team Rumble release date and closed beta confirmed. This coming from Chris Skillion at Video Games Chronicles. Of course, the story reads, Activision has announced the release date and closed beta details for Crash Team Rumble. The 4v4 multiplayer game will be released on June 20th on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4 and Xbox One. A closed beta will take place on April 20th through 24th for players who pre-ordered the game. The beta will feature five characters, Crash, Coco, Tana, Tana. thank you. Mm -hmm. I haven't played Crash in so long. Neo Cortex and Dingo Dingo Dial. Dial. Thank you, Dingo Dingo Dial. Dial. And three maps. Crash Team Rumble will cost $30 for the standard edition and $40 for the deluxe edition. Andy, what the heck is this game? Was this the MOBA? Was this the game that I thought was going to be the
2: MOBA? This is like, yeah, this is the MOBA. Um... This just uh, first off, initial thoughts. Who the fuck is this for? Nobody,
3: okay. absolutely fucking nobody. And yes.
2: second no one's of, gonna
3: play this game.
2: and second of all, this really just screams. We hope we make money on this in order to fund the next big thing we're doing. Okay, that's what okay. This, that's what okay. this screams to me. This this is the um, uh, gosh, what was but when
3: you get rid of the fu- like? Didn't the crash team get? uh, put into a call of duty studio. And then the same with the, the other team that was making fun games, like the Tony Hawk remakes, like, like what, what would this even be funding? These, these teams aren't even really a thing anymore. Correct. Well,
2: I mean, I do think that there's always opportunity for newer games to be made. I think that these companies are always looking for enough interest. And unfortunately this is not going to be the one to do it. Um, what this reminds me of is, um, oh gosh, what, what what's the multiplayer game? The five B five beat 'em up, the from the people bleeding edge, bleeding edge. Yeah, from that's right. Because yeah. I was like, what's the name of it? Because I remember James Williams uh, texting me and being like, "Are you an edgehead right now? Let's let's game, dude." We
1: were an edgehead for seven
2: days. We were an edgehead for less. Oh, seven days is stretching it, Mike. <laughs> but yeah, this this screams kind of that right there, where it's like, hey, this is a title that we are. Hoping to get some funding on in order to kind of get the uh, get the next um, Senua's Sacrifice game mm-hmm. going. You know what I mean? And I just don't really see what... I don't see the interest in in this at all. I don't know who this is for. Okay. What it kind of reminds me of is... I got to assume that some design team didn't even intend for this to be a crash game. Okay. I legitimately think that this was maybe a game that was being made and it was all gray boxed and they just had these uh, generic avatars running around jumping throwing fucking balls whatever the hell you do in this game and then somebody said what if we can just use the crash ip to have some sort of name behind it to have some familiarity there i don't know who this is for this seems like another dead on arrival game that will mm. drop to 30 concurrent players within you know the first 6 months or something like that
1: yeah, that's the tough part. That is usually the reality of most. And of then these people
2: games. get laid off. Yeah. And then it's seen as a big disappointment. You're like, that's that's what sucks the most about it. Is like you know that the person making this call, the the people working on it may not agree with the person making this call. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: It's so interesting, and it's such a it's such a balancing act. Like you said, right? Who wants this game? What are we doing making this game? Will this even last six months later, right? But the opposite side is we always talk about the franchises we love and expanding that universe and letting new people play in that sandbox, right, and creating different ideas, right? We talk about Halo, and we're like, hey, make something new in Halo. Expand that world, right? And Crash still has that name that people love, right? And I do want them to try new things, whether it be Crash Team Racing. People brought up Bring Back Crash Rumble, right? Like, I want them— Bring up Lego Crash. But I want them (laughs) to expand that, right? Sometimes it's just not for us. But, like, I think of Pokemon Unite, that MOBA caught me, right? Like, I liked what they brought to the MOBA scene in such a saturated market, but dominated by two really heavy-hitting, super-hard-to-get-into MOBAs. There was nice ones, like, Here's of the Storm, which was really welcoming and fun and a great onboarding process. Pokemon Unite brought in new players to and the mobile dominated. genres, right? And we dominated <laughs> and had so much fun because it wasn't League of Legends, right? And so for this, I look at it and I go, yeah, who is this for? What even is this, right? And so we'll find out in April if it's fun, if it's exciting, but... You and I have played so many multiplayer games that have come out in the past five years that have quickly come and gone, right? But they usually don't have the big franchise names like a Crash Bandicoot next to them. So it will be interesting to see how much love this gets. Can it survive? Can it carry on? And also how fast does it come and go? But I will try it. I'm excited to play more Crash. We all know what we want out of Crash. We want more Crash, but not this kind of Crash. So let's see how this goes. But Andy... April twentieth through the twenty fourth is just so so far away. If I wanted to know what is coming up in the near future, where would I go?
2: The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Do do
1: do 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 do, do. do, 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 do.
3: yeah. Oh great! Sorry, job. I didn't no, make let, step on you, Mike. Let, no, let's do it all together. I, I, I assumed you were going to be like Tim and you weren't going to. Oh, do, it. do you no, want to no. do it all together? Yeah, okay.
1: let's do it all together. Ready? You finish the line. Finish the line
2: each and every weekday
1: yeah team
3: wow look at us look at we're
1: getting it together right now we're getting it together out today remnant from the ashes on switch Andy cortez remnant from the ashes 2, ign's cover game of the month right now whoa you and i we better get through this when are we going to beat I'm this because i'm excited let's we- let's stop playing elden ring and play
2: this Please, God, help me stop playing (laughs) Elden Ring with you.
1: Uh, um, Deceive Inc. coming to PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X. The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Chapter 2, Retribution. Coming to PlayStation VR 2. Mighty Doom coming to mobile. And Unheard coming to
2: Switch. New dates. You missed Chia.
3: Oh, Chia. chia Do you know anything
2: about Chia? Chia is that uh, that open world game, the... um... The one that's like uh, kind of like Breath of the Wild style. Is that the one you got the ukulele yeah, for? Yeah, I got the yeah. They said oh, the ukulele game for. Oh, that does look cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, um, yeah, I I I've seen some reviews on it. Uh, not like the the highest review scores ever, okay. but it still okay. seems like it's worth playing. And some people are saying that it's got a lot of heart and creativity, and you can like take the form of a coconut and kind of. You could take the form of a bingo yeah, yeah. or a fish, or a barrel, and all sorts of stuff like Looking that.
1: Looking at it on the screen, you know what I? You know what this screams to me? Hmm. A PlayStation, I love you, XOXO team. Like I'm sure Janet, oh, yeah. Greg, and oh, Blessing, they're gonna lose hours. Janet today. loves. They, yeah. they, this, is a, about it. this is a Greg Miller, Greg game right yeah. here. You know what I mean? So a tune tale in to them. of
2: loss and love.
1: Exactly. Heartache. Is, I think it's Growing launching up. on
3: a uh, PS Plus Plus as well. So <laughs> <There you
1: go. laughs> uh, some new dates for you. Glitch Busters Stuck on You is coming to Nintendo Switch, Steam, and PlayStation 4 on May 23rd. Aliens Dark Descent launches June 20th on Xbox One, Series X, and or Series X. I'm missing the S there, interesting. PS4, PS5, and PC. I wonder uh, why. <laughs> I, we're going to pretend like that's just a, uh, a missed one right there. Life by You launches September 12th in early access for P. See deals of the day for you. New games are being added to game pass. Of course, MLB, the show 23 coming March 28th and infinite guitars coming March 30th.
3: Did you see that
2: Mexico versus Japan game last night? (sighs) Oh my God. It was wild. So
3: Roger and I, before we went to the mix, they were playing it on uh, the TV at the place where we got dinner. And I I forget how many innings uh, they were in, but I think it was like uh, up five, zero, and i was like oh yeah japan's done and to see like the final results when i'd gotten home it was absolutely mind blowing
2: no it, it was it was 3-0 and then japan oh, okay. hit a three-run homer to tie it 3-3 and then mexico went back up and then japan went, uh, dude it was insane the world does better baseball than we do we just got to admit it
3: no yes. that's not true I agree we, with
2: we that. do our baseball Don't here sucks that it's that 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 all that. buttoned up nobody no. can celebrate if you cheer too much or you flip your bat mm. you get a baseball mm. thrown in your fucking head dude the worst the worst let them play let them play let, let them play. celebrate let dude. Them play.
1: and you know who else you know what else let me hear it people need to let mike play because elden ring and bandai namco came out to celebrate the one year anniversary of elden ring and they came out with some fun stats on an infographic. and i want to talk about it because of course causes of death there's been over 9 billion deaths in the video games andy Which one do you think caused the most death in the pie chart? What was the highest percentage? Millennia. Enemies and NPCs. So, yes, Millennia is on that one. Then after that, status effects for 15%. So, if you were poisoned, Uh, if you were rotted, 14% fall to the death. uh, So, people were falling a lot will fall in Not me.
2: I feel like that's mainly me. I'm light on my feet.
1: And then only 2% killed by another player. That thought that was pretty uh, interesting. Because usually I have you and Kevin to protect me, so it's like, I never die by anybody else, you yeah, know what of I mean? Course. Uh, of course, what I want to get to, though, top five spell casting spells uh, that were used amongst the sorcerers. Of course, don't know if you know, but number five was Rotten Breath. Number four was the Great Blade. have never seen any of those. Number three, Glintstone Pebble. And number one, Rock Sling. And it's just like so interesting that, like, Steve's the source
2: uses the top three spells. You know I what I mean? Hear
3: you <laughs> so
2: Look, much. Mike, you got to understand that Pebble is only there because so many people <laughs> start. It's the first fucking thing you get, and people just dropped off. So, of course, that's good. God. Isn't that please amazing? Please be a better Elden Ring player, please.
1: <laughs> of course, you can write in each and every weekday to Kind of Funny Games daily and help us keep us on our feet and keep us right by writing in to com slash you are wrong. Uh, you're wrong. You're wrong. To- <laughs> I like saying you are wrong. Uh, you're wrong to help support us. Let's see what we got here today. Nitro writes in and says... High Moon Studios and Vicarious Visions got absorbed into Activision, but Toys for Bob, who made Crash Four, was turned to a support studio for Call of Duty and is still around. Call of Duty, Call of Duty, right? Um, for the clarification,
3: thank you you for that one. As fuck, Mm -hmm.
2: yeah. um, One of my year wrongs isn't a year wrong. I wanted to say that some people I've been getting some tweets being like. Hey, can you all make a playlist for all the times that you, Nick and Mike, play Elden Ring? Yeah, and I made a playlist for all the times oh, that me, you Mike, and that. Nick played Elden Ring. So if you go to the Kind of Funny Games YouTube channel, you click playlists, you'll see an Elden Ring playthrough where uh, you can catch um, all of all the fun, all of the fun at the very, very uh, from the very beginning. Three, I believe it was over two months ago.
1: It's crazy. crazy. We we've been putting in work on this video Dominate. game. We're
2: not going to stop until we
1: beat. I'm him honestly
3: right. impressed. No matter how many times y'all go at each other's throats, I was convinced Nick was going to be done after the second. Me uh, too. Yeah, so. two
1: hours in, we thought we, we when
3: thought we it fought was
2: that, one, When yeah. we fought that one dude uh, with the red sword, oh, I was like, Nick is done. He's he's not we having. We had a to good take time. a break quickly. After <laughs> <that one was laughs> Let's nice. shift gears. Uh,
1: this week, your hosts are Wednesday, Tim and Greg. Thursday. Tim and Simon Cardi. Hey, hey. Hey. And then, of course, Friday, Tim and Blessing. So keep an eye out for that one. Of course, if you're watching live, myself, Andy, and Nick are going to go into the lab, play some fun games. I got three games for us. Jump King. Oh, no. Bread and Fred. You haven't seen this one, you're gonna love it, ladies and gentlemen. And then hell let loose for Nick. So
2: is that a new like Peacock show, Bread and Fred? <laughs> or <what the> fuck? <laughs> I'm Peacock now
1: exclusively. <laughs> Keep an eye out for that one. And of course, if you can't watch the watch the stream live, you can go subscribe over on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, thank you for hanging out with us, gamers. That's Andy. I'm Mike. Deuces.